If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. How the devil are you, Ben? Are you all right? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Not too bad. And we're also joined by a, a spectacular human being, a Mr. <laughs> There's someone else coming on apart from me. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's late. What's he playing at? <laughs> Hello, it's me, Dan Butcher. Dan Butcher. Uh, so, Dan, um, you're a you're an action movie. I always think of you as an action movie fan, really, like first and foremost. But you, you either you like your horror and stuff, right? Um, God, yeah, yeah. Like well in with the horror. I think uh, I had one of those mental school friends at uh, secondary that had like horror posters all over his wall, yeah. and we'd always end up going around there and watching. Evil Dead 2 and Texas Chainsaw and stuff like that. So I kind of was forced very violently into the world of horror and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> forced very violently. <laughs> yeah. You sort of you get like a pizza off game, you... like. Gone. Would you count this film we're going to talk about today as a horror film? Because I've read a lot of people describing it, you know, just as a science fiction action film. Horror tends to be like the the last genre description they add to this. Would you consider yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. There's certain horror. Elements. I kind of feel like. Hmm. But, uh, I feel yeah, like I... because it's John Carpenter, it almost makes it horror straight up. But then again, he's done obviously films that aren't horror at all. Escape from New York and the Dark like. Star. The awful yeah. Uh, Escape oh, from yeah, LA. Oh, yeah, of course. Escape from <laughs> LA, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of more of a, a science fiction film, but like, I think it was kind of working in his heavy kind of political commentary that uh, he wanted to get over at the time. But uh, I guess we can get over. We haven't mentioned the film yet. 
Well, people, they've clicked on the link, haven't they? Oh, so they you'll know. <laughs> you know what? I've clicked on the link, have you? Oh, now you're in for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, well, I mean, uh, before we get into all that anyway, uh, we don't really like to bring up the news, the horror news. Have we got anything, mm. Ben? Yeah, okay. So I don't know if you've seen, a lot of people have been connected to this apparent Scream 5 movie that's coming out. Uh, coming out. Coming soon. Apparently, David Arquette signed on. I've heard uh, Matthew Lillard apparently is circling it. Ain't got much on. Uh, Neve Campbell apparently is interested in it as well. Have you heard about this? Apparently, it's direct- going to be directed by the guys who directed Ready or Not. Okay. Yeah, Radio Silence, they're called. They call themselves Radio Silence for some reason. It's like a band name. Yeah. It's <laughs> Radio and Silence. Yeah. Didn't uh, Matthew okay. Lillard's character die in Scream? Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess uh, yeah. he kind of got stabbed a few times. It was implied yeah. that he died. <laughs> oh, his scream, I kind of feel like they're, they're pretty open. I with think that. You just come back as twin. Gone. Yeah. You know what's going to happen, though? There's going to be videos that have been left. Videos that have left behind saying, right, I'm a serial killer, and if this is 20 years later, then put, play this video, and I'll tell you how to deal with the next guy. Uh, do we feel like we should just leave this alone? Because obviously we've had a TV show of Scream as well. Do you feel like maybe it's the problem? Too much the problem is they're going to Riverdale it. I bet you yeah. they're going to Riverdale it. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. I, a lot of people do like that that whole vibe, but I just can't get on with it. It grates against me. Yeah, my wife was kind of really into Riverdale, and then it kind of kept on jacking up. And I was like, she can take yeah. trash up to a point. Yeah, but it just went, and it's like done. I kind of watch it. Uh, <laughs> my fiance watches it all the way through, and I look over every every few episodes or so. And it started out with like some high school drama, and then there yeah. was a serial killer, and then there was like a demon goblin king, and then yeah, just... what's his name became a boxing coach, Archie. I was mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's, what's happening? What's happening? It sounds great. Yeah. It sounds great. Did <laughs> Did you guys see any of the Scream TV show? Uh, I think we I tried to watch the first episode, but I didn't, didn't give it a proper go. I think we watched the first series, and then the second series just wasn't really doing it for us, and we kind of bugged out. But it was fun enough, the first series, kind of unchallenging TV. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did you guys watch that one? See it. No. It was essentially no. like a group of kind of friends, and then like the ghost face killer started going around attacking people, and it was like a, a whodunit, essentially. And uh, there's lots of grisly murders and the Riverdale kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Lots of sex, violence, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I think Scream... It sounds like something that would translate well into TV show form. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It did okay. I mean... On, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I feel like uh, it's kind of ripe for... Because I feel like Slashers are on the way back. Halloween did really well. Um, yep. and Scream the first Scream the reason it worked so well is because it's so meta and so like it talks yeah. about the genre it'd be interesting to see if they could capture that again in Scream 5 I think they tried to do it in Scream 4 but I barely remember that at all um, no I, I I thought it wasn't too bad and then we watched it relatively recently I was like well, yeah, yeah, kind of take or leave that one it, was, yeah. it wasn't, wasn't great but yeah there's yeah. so much you can do with horror and it's kind of uh you put on like we searched through Netflix trying to find a horror title, and he put something on, and in twenty minutes you've kind of worked out what's going to happen in the house. Right, it's going to be this, and invariably it always is. And it's like why not just someone like 
the person we're going to talk to you tonight about tonight, John Carpenter, use a tiny little budget, but do something really imaginative and something yeah. a bit out there. But, uh, there I we feel are. like with Netflix, you could almost tell, it sounds really, really narrow-minded, but you can almost tell what a film's going to be like just from the title, because I think there's like, there's like, a, there's like a group of particular titles for horror films that, that like certain ones I can really just know exactly what you're going to expect. Things that say things like, before I wake, and I don't even know that's, if that's one, but just something like that. That's <laughs> more three, three words I've just put together. Before I wake, don't wake up. He woke up yeah. tonight. It was like, all this shit. Just, I was just saying that all horror titles are just like, they're really, really similar. A lot of stuff on Netflix, anyway. Yeah, yeah you're right. There are a few gems on there, a few, a few good ones on there. Definitely. I always yeah. get uh, knocked off with bloody Amazon Prime. You see a classic on there. And you go, right, yeah, let's watch Critters. Yeah. And he plus it. Rent. Rent, five pounds. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. The, Amazon, <laughs> like, the Amazon store page as well, like, they'll have really good stuff, but it would be like five pages deep behind a load of shit. So you, yeah. you're, you're never going to go that deep because you're going to see that shit. You feel like that's it's only going to get worse from here. Um, there's yeah. no way I'm venturing past page two. But it's there's some and good sometimes stuff. you go on and this guy could come up and you're like, well, why is that not fucking right near the front? Yeah, exactly. That's like yeah. a, a gem. But yeah. uh, that whole Amazon Prime UI is trash. It's yeah. awful. Uh, who's, who else are we going to go tend- after? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of the classics I tend to I tend to rent on YouTube. Uh, okay. You know, there's only a few words like here and there. If I if I really yeah. can't find it, if there's nowhere like, nowhere on Netflix, nowhere on Amazon Prime, Now TV, any of that stuff, a lot of the classics are on, are on a. Uh, are on net, are on YouTube and it's only like what two ninety nine for a HD forty eight hour rental. That's all right. So yeah, two pound fifties. I mean, like, how do you guys feel about the whole uh, twenty pound for a cinema rental? Uh, for me, I, I'm not sure about that, but I haven't done it. I think Ben's done it. Have you? One of the reasons I like going to the cinemas because, like, as often as I do or did, was because it's like a fiver. Like, it's a view and it's five quid. I feel like I wouldn't go as much if it was like. A t- even a tenner so the fact that it's 20 quid it's like oh Jesus Christ but, uh, but like I'm willing to help you got a room room full of 10 people 20 quid's nothing if there's you watching on your own yeah that's that's quite a hit it's, it's gonna you charge, charge some people to come over yeah now we're in yeah. business <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, yeah, to... want to come in and watch Invisible Man yeah, yeah. <laughs> five pound each five, five pound and <laughs> social distancing. Social you distancing. Over there. I don't know yet. <laughs> Look, it's like, just a video of your living room. Like, no, the invisible man's in there. He's in there. <laughs> <laughs> He's in there. Watch, watch that mug. It'll move in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, any other news, Ben? Uh, yeah. So I spotted this. Um, so apparently, Mike Flanagan is going to revisit Stephen King's The Stand for an upcoming limited podcast series. Uh, a six episode limited podcast series and apparently it's just discussing it it's not going to be like a version of the stand which i kind of read that as and i just started reading it then and realized it was just discussing it it's not quite as interesting is it i'm gonna do the stand i know yeah you got a brand new version of the stand just talking about it yeah yeah great what they're gonna do in these Um, ships of that the stand yeah um, yeah i remember i remember hearing it's going to be a series and then it was going to be like a possibly a netflix thing but let's see where it's at currently. Yeah. Uh, so apparently in, in January 2019, it was announced that there was going to be a, a series. And they've got well, there's a full cast here. Yeah. 
release date to be announced. But I mean, like this James would be Morrison, the uh, perfect time. Perfect time to release it yep. during the coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. If you can't get people to watch a TV Wait. show now, you're fucking done for. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the only other thing in regards to that is that apparently there's been a bit of a resurgence for drive-in movie theaters oh, in yeah. the US. And I've seen seen a few rumors that a few are going to come to the UK. Is there any, any near you? I, I heard someone say one was opening near Bristol recently, but... I, I saw one pop up in my uh, local Facebook group. Uh, there's like... Uh, they've done like a drive-in cinema thing. They've all kind of getting it ready to rock and roll. And you, I put my name down on the email list. And I yeah. thought, well, if me and my wife go with our son, how's that going to work? Because we might have to sit on one of our <laughs> yeah. laps through the entirety of the film. Let's yeah. just stick your head out of the Close window. The... And that's not... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have to, see, have to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I'd like to do it once for the experience. Yeah. I'll do it once for the experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently it's doing, it's making quite a lot of money in the US. So obviously because we've not, there aren't any new um, releases. Apparently a film called The Wretched has been doing quite well. Uh, quite a low budget horror movie that says creature feature, but I think it looks like a sort of possession film. Quite a low budget. You, you heard of this, The Wretched? No, I've not heard no. of that one. No. Yeah. So apparently it's been making quite a lot of money. So I might try and check that out at some point if it's available. But yeah, you- that would be quite, that'd be quite cool. That, how much are we willing to spend uh, to pay? Sorry for driving theaters, though. How much are they generally? I have no clue. I've never been. To... Oh, I presume it's thinking like American. Yeah, I presume it might be per car as opposed to yeah. people watching it. Can you get ten people in your car? That's yeah. Is it... yeah. <laughs> Give it also, a go. where Can would I... you do it in a car park? Where do the? Well, I guess Just this one must be like a, yeah, a film, uh, like a, a field. And they, they bang up a screen or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be up for it. Um, yeah, it'd give it a yeah, it'd be pretty cool to check it out. Uh, yeah, so that's all I've got down for the news, really. I think we're a bit thin on the ground. But uh, yeah, anything else? Was that anything else anyone's noticed recently? No, no. no. not horror-wise. Nothing else out there, mate. Nothing no. else going on. What have, you, what have you guys been watching? around the streets for the general horror unfolding <laughs> screaming <laughs> screaming at the window <laughs> yeah I uh, thought the apocalypse would be a lot more entertaining to be honest yeah it's, it's, it's a bit like a whimpering out sort of uh, there's no no explosions just yeah. uh, sort of the shops closed and we just yeah. have to eat slower I think it's just the people uh, out there are just going I've had enough now yeah, that's people are out there that's, that, that's the attitude people have got yeah. there which is just like pandemic apocalypse yeah. Turn it in. I don't know. Come on. This is boring. Two centimeters. Two centimeters. It's like snow after the first couple of days. You're like, I've got enough of this. Let's yeah. fucking get rid of it. Let's go back to work. First day. It's so magical. It's yeah. beautiful. Third day. Fucking clearing off your windscreen. Of fucking <laughs> <This is> shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, uh... What, you guys? You guys been watching anything exciting? Go on, Dan. Have you got a? Uh... We've. Uh... We finished watching uh, Better Call Saul, which is fantastic, and we've started rewatching Breaking Bad from the start. So, uh, interesting. Forget right. what, how great that TV series is. It's really good. Still holds There's up. There's so much stuff. Yeah, it still holds up. I can't like because it's uh, set in a time period. It doesn't date date that much. Like it was set in the 90s. Yeah. So when 
we watch it now and they've got like the old cell phones it because it, it was set in that period it's okay it works fine uh yeah i've been really enjoying it i think we're like halfway through season two there's so much stuff like, oh god i bloody can't remember what happens here and uh yeah, yeah it, it's a good watch i think i'm gonna revisit i, I saw someone online had made like a super cut like a two-hour film version of the entire series that kind of snipped all the bits up okay took loads oh. out and then sped it up 200 times did you see on. did you see that El Camino the, the yeah. film thing uh, um, it's a I mean, shame that, that was... the, the actor couldn't drop a little weight because he was supposed to be like being held in a cell for like over a year or something and he came <laughs> out like uh, I'm not fat shame on enough him but like if this... <laughs> he fucking loves bread he this... loves bread the Stanislavski method, you know what I mean? Just get into it a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it's all right. I think it's one of those things, yeah. it was fine for what it was, but it was kind of, if if it didn't exist, yeah. there'd be no, no loss. Yeah, I was a bit, I was a little bit disappointed, but you know, yeah. to be expected. Have you guys seen, uh, It's a, I think it's in like an action horror film called uh, Dead Meat. It's it like when a cop comes back, cop comes back as a zombie. Wait, how, uh, what, what year is this? What era? I think 1980s. Oh, don't think so. Dead, it might be Dead Heat. Because <laughs> one of those films I've seen for years, but never watched it. I always read about it. as a sequence of him and the bad guy just absolutely blasting each other up with guns because they're undead. They're not feeling <laughs> oh, right. It's, it's on Amazon. Like... It's on Amazon, it like so you can watch it. What, page one? It looks like it's called Dead Heat. And Dead just heat. from seeing, just I've definitely not seen it, but just from seeing some screenshots, holy shit. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Yeah, yeah this looks, uh, I have to watch this that. Pretty mad. I said the, the clips I've seen with him, the, the the bad guy and the the good guy, kind of zombies shooting each other up with absolutely no effect, like lo- unloading. Oh my god! It's uh, it's treat treat Williams who we oh, saw yeah. on this podcast. Deep, Deep Rising. Deep Rising. Yeah, that's got the wow, most nineties. <laughs> selection screen on the dvd because we fired that up the other week yeah 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 oh wait yeah i saw that that was that was insane that was like a powerpoint wasn't it? Yeah. just like <laughs> yeah. anything else dan have you seen anything else other than that no uh i struggle to think of kind of a decent horror. we did watch the hunt but i'm not sure if that's really classed as a horror film that, that was fun enough. Yeah, I think so. Fun. It's got some. We did it on this show. I, I like the lead. Did we? I don't know if we did. I don't think we did. No. I do like the lead actress. Yeah. Uh, Betty Gilpin. I really like. Yeah, she's in Glow, and uh, she's been. I've seen her as the lead in a few other things. I think she's she's a bit of a strange character in The Hunt. I find. Yeah. But uh, it was all right, wasn't it? It was all like that battle royale. I it's kind of. Cool. I quite enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was quite surprising. Um, mm. I don't know. I just thought it was um, maybe the kind of movie I wanted to watch at that particular point. In time. That's the last. That's the last film I saw in the cinema. The same for you, Luke. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I was Invisible Man. Oh. That's a good oh, one to end on. Oh yeah. man, Invisible Man was a good film. Great yeah. Film. To end on. That's it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Feels that. Right. The story you tell me. the cinemas. Nope. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My last one was a good they one. Let's leave it films. There. Yeah, <laughs> it was to go in these the big rooms house. and sit down and look at the big big screen. That sounds really weird, what? Dad. Yeah, that's true. What? That's <laughs> Imagine you phone, but people would sit behind you, really yeah. close to your face. 
<laughs> people would sit behind you less than two meters behind your head, slinging popcorn all over the place. Yeah, yeah good times, good, good great, great memories. Yeah. <laughs> good old days. Okay, I'll, I'll jump in with one. Have you guys ever seen uh, a film called Brain Damage? Yes, Peter Jackson. No, I don't know. Uh, no. It's uh, Frank Henenlotter. Brain Dead. Sorry. Oh, Brain yeah. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a great film. Uh, yeah. This isn't as so good as it's Brain Dead. On to it, Luke. Yeah, so it's uh, have you seen Basket Case, which is like the it's the guy <laughs> in the New York block. His twin is like a was like a growth on his side. It, I've not seen that in years. Okay, <laughs> well, this is yeah. by the same guy, but it's came out in the eighties, and it's uh, actually the guys in Basket Case are in this as well. Okay. Like a cinematic universe thing going on. But this is about um, a guy who uh, comes across like a parasitic slug thing that, that like injects like uh, drugs into his brain, uh, but also eats other people's brains. So they have like a symbiotic relationship and it's called, the creature's called Elmer. He sings. He's got like, a really sweet <laughs> voice. It's, uh, it's it's insane. It's insane. Sweet voice. Yeah, it's like a really it's like a ra- like a radio two, uh, you know, disc jockey sort of Steve Wright in the afternoon sort of guy. Oh, nice one. <laughs> but it's, I'll it's, see if um, I can try that down. It's actually pretty good. It's um it's a bit slow in places, but it's um if you like weird sort of cult horror that is maybe more like a a little bit on the comedy side, not all the way, I guess. But yeah, yeah okay, it's, good. it's good. Um, in the same in the same vein, I just jumped in this one as well. Was Tammy and the T Rex? Which have you ever heard of Tammy yep. and the T Rex? I only saw it on the where they reviewed it on Red Letter Media. Oh, okay. They, they, they yeah, did yeah. a dinosaur episode. And they did it on that, and that looked fucking bonkers. It's um, it's, it's yeah, it's uh, it's bad. Like on all the Letterboxd reviews, they're all saying this is the this is a bad movie. It's so funny because it's bad. It's not bad enough to be that kind of bad movie. It's not gotcha. the room or the troll two. It's all right. Yeah. It's, it's quite well made. The gore's pretty good. It's just, uh, it feels like a Disney film, and they've just got a few gore gags in there. Like, okay. Uh, she's like my pet T Rex sort of vibe. Isn't it like her boyfriend? And Paul, they Paul like... Walker. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Paul Walker. Um, he, he gets in with Tammy, who's played by Denise Richards, um, but her ex boyfriend beats him up and drops him in a lion enclosure in the zoo. So he gets he gets <laughs> annihilated by lions, um, but then he doesn't die. Uh, there's a doctor who comes in and, and takes his brain and puts it in a animatronic T Rex. Of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's worth watching. It's um, okay. I'd say brain damage might be uh, an easier sell in terms of okay a genuinely good film. But <clears throat> yeah, to be yeah. fair, Tammy on the, Tammy and the T Rex does what it says on the tin. I mean. Yeah. There's no illusions about what you well, get. It doesn't when you because the... they <laughs> when uh, when you first love the film, it says Tanny, Tanny and the Teenage T Rex. <laughs> because the people who baked what? in the baked in the um the what's it called on the film, they yeah. got the film title wrong and they were never able to change it. I don't think they had the money to change it. So it's actually Tanny and the T Rex, but on the film it's it's got the wrong name. So Oh dear. It's Denise Richards, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking at the poster now and just going, Jesus Christ, well. It's for we that go. chap from uh, Weekend of Bernie's playing the uh, professor, the mad professor. Playing oh, a t- play T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the chap's he's name. Done, but... He's done like an Andy Circus motion capture thing. <laughs> <with the T-Rex. laughs> 
Yeah, what about uh, you, Ben? Seen anything? Uh, um, I've watched quite a lot, so I'll go through. I'll go through things fairly quickly. Went trying. Uh, so I saw a film called The Night Flyer, which is an adaptation oh, yeah. of Stephen King's short story. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's got um, what's his name, Miguel Ferrer from Twin Peaks, in it. Just has the most like deplorable, unlikable lead character ever. Oh, like shit. just. Just a dude, just an absolute douchebag. You're like, what? Are we supposed to be rooting for this guy? Basically, the concept is that there's a guy who goes around um, in, a, in a private plane, stopping off at various various airports, and just um, it, it turns out he's a vampire. Well, that's kind okay. of I said that's a spoiler, but that's kind of how it's presented. Uh, there's some really good like creature effects in it, mm. but it's kind of like it feels like you wait too long to see anything. So, but okay. still, it was I remember, all right. I remember reading uh, the uh, the story that it was based on. And there's there's tons yeah. of logistics about like airplane travel, and airports. I got really confused. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just couldn't yeah. keep up with like the logistics of yeah. when you can fly and the mm. private so, airports and stuff. I've done this research. It's going in the fucking book. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. I'm just going to wait. I also watched both of the Unfriended films. Oh yeah, I don't know if you guys yeah. have seen any oh, of yeah. those, that's uh, obviously like the desktop horror. Um, films. The first one I kind of didn't really get on with, but the second one I quite liked. So the first one was a bit of a supernatural twist, yeah. and the the second one was like a dark web hackers and stuff like that. I thought it was attractive, like and the second one was more believable. Yeah, 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 definitely. I like. I think maybe it's because like the caliber of actors they had in the second film as well was just a little bit better than the mm. first. In the first one, it kind of felt a little bit like oh, everyone's just screeching. And uh, and then the second yeah. one, it just felt a lot better. Um, so yeah, that was that was that. And then last night I watched Pitch Black for the first Ooh. time. How qu- shiny! How shiny are those aliens? They're so sucking wet, like real, real, some real bad CGI. And like I remember, I remember looking at back, looking back at this quite fondly. But this time around, I was just a little bit disappointed, a little bit bored, and then. I don't know if you go for this, but I've always kind of not been able to understand the fascination with Riddick as a character. Like, a, like I know, obviously, there was Chronicles of Riddick, then there was like a Riddick film, and then there were like Riddick video games. But I'm a bit like, what's so good about him? I don't <laughs> That's know, yeah. like, He's got shiny eyes. It. What do you mean? He's got purpley eyes. What? what do you want? Yeah, but in this film, in this film, he's painted as like, he's a criminal. He's a bit of a pervert. He cuts off like, the, uh, the lead actress's hair at one point and kind of sniffs it. Um, what's, what's he, he's, a bast- <laughs> he's a selfish, he's a selfish, gravelly voiced bastard, uh, and he has like a redeemable moment at the end. Apparently, like a ten second redeemable moment. They're like, oh, he's a hero, anti-hero, isn't it? And I just, yeah, yeah. yeah but that, I don't uh, even. Oh. That game is uh, Riddick: Escape from Butcher Bay. That was fucking Butcher a really Bay, good yeah. game. Yeah. It it kind of got broken like two thirds way through because when you got your your eyes, basically you could shoot out all the lights and all the enemies wouldn't be able to see you, but you can see perfectly. So kind of uh, it breaks know. itself. But uh, yeah, it's a really good game. Good game at the time. I can't remember what goes on about it. Yeah, I played it. I played a little bit of it. But yeah, this 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 pitch black just didn't quite hold up as well as I remember it. Yeah. I kind of had quite fond memories of it, but. Uh, um, and that was pretty much it. Oh, watch the new Scooby Doo Scooby Doo animated movie as well. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, yeah. shit unfortunately oh. <laughs> it's uh it's just all the fundamental stuff that makes a scooby scooby-doo film or or cartoon or anything is just gone it's like it's got um in, it's like in space hannah barbera uh, yeah, it's got Dick it. Dastardly, Captain Caveman, um, and it's got a weird like boner for Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell is like in the film, and he's like the punchline to at least three jokes. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? Is going on? Yeah, it's almost like Simon Cowell turned up in one of the Shrek films, didn't he? It's almost like that. It feels like yeah. it's not. It feels like we're in 2008 or maybe even yeah. earlier than that, where they go, Simon yeah. Cowell's the hottest, hottest thing on te- in town. Yeah. Because everyone was stuck jars at the time, and then when you watch it later on, it's even worse. You're kind of like, oh, God. (laughs) It it feels exactly like that, but it's a brand new film released in 2020, so it's even worse. It's even even more like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's pretty much it. I've just got one more that I want to quickly mention. I watched uh, VHS for the first time in in years. Oh, um, for the first time in years. Okay, got you. It doesn't hold up as well as... I mean, it's still gritty and sort of it's a fun little anthology, but uh, I think the, the whole sort of, maybe similar to Unfriended, when anything sort of scary or, or horrible starts to happen, the screen glitches out so much that you can't tell what, what's going on. I mean, I know that's part of like, the charm of it, like you're not supposed yeah. to see what's going on, but it just, it, I think I'm a bit over that now. I mean, there's, there's a couple of good segments. There's the, the siren one with the, like, the succubus vampire girl. Um, and there's like a, oh there's, yeah, that's good. There's three people who go to a costume party and they end up going to the wrong house, and they come across the, like an exorcism, and they try and help the girl oh, get away. Oh yes, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm definitely gonna. But well, the others were didn't really haven't really aged that well. Uh, I'm definitely gonna watch the second one though because I really want to watch that Gareth Evans segment mm. again because that's oh yeah. I remember that blowing me away when I watched that last time. I can't even remember if I've seen the second one. It's got um, this this one segment by the guy who directed the raid. There's like a yeah. full on sort of visceral, blistering ten minute segment. That was I remember being uh, amazing. Okay. So I want to check it out again for sure. I had like an out, mm. Outlast vibe if you're into the Outlast video games. I've not played any of them, so I'll be going in fresh. Cool. I'll check that out. I'm yeah. sure that's on one of the streaming services. Yeah, just fast, <clears throat> just fast forward to the good ones. It's a good thing about VHS. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, which the uh, John Carpenter's Day Live? Yes. Interestingly enough, uh, ben, which is a uh, great film. You got some information? Yeah. Ben? Okay. So sure. Sorry. <laughs> they Live uh, is a 1988 American science fiction action horror film written and directed by John Carpenter, based on the 1963 short story Eight O'clock in the Morning by Ray Nelson. Stars Roddy Piper, Keith David, and Meg Foster. It follows an unnamed drifter, an unnamed ripped drifter, I think we must also say, uh, who discovers sunglasses that the ruling class are aliens concealing their appearance and manipulating people to spread money, greed, and accept the status quo with subliminal messages in mass media. Sorry, it says spend money, breed, and accept the status quo. (laughs) (laughs) You, you know, breed, yeah. William. Try it. I'm trying my best. <laughs> I was watching some uh, interview of uh, Roddy Piper, and he said he got grief from when he does like the topless scene. They were saying that that wasn't <clears throat> his body. They thought they'd cheated somehow. And he was like, "No, nah, that was that was all me." So, I, I, Lord knows, it. yeah, it's obviously him. It's, it's obviously him in like '88. 
Yeah, like he's a chunky dude, well. man. Yeah, he's got the chunk going on, and yeah. I mean, he's just he's, work, <laughs> he's working hard on the building site all day long. He's going to yeah. be absolutely blistering. Yeah, yeah. he's. Uh, I think that's the first thing you clock. first thing you've noticed is the pecs. <laughs> pecs on yeah. show. Couldn't let that <laughs> slot <laughs> from he ripped, he is. He ripped for a drifter. <laughs> yeah, I don't see too many homeless people looking like him. Otherwise, uh you know, like you're doing all right for food, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what are you eating? I had a t- well, I had a T-bone protein, steak bro. for breakfast. Uh, yeah. I got all this brown rice and broccoli. Is... Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. His backpack is like protein bars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like another side to the film where he's clearly just killing and eating people. He's just like bulking right up. Yeah. Who's the real monster? This uh, <laughs> film is rated h- higher than I kind of thought it would be. Rotten Tomatoes give it 86%. I kind of figured okay. they'd be a bit lower than that. Uh, Letterbox is on 3.7. User scores on Rotten Tomatoes is uh, 79%. I mean, this is like a stone cold classic, really. Um, mm. I don't know if I watched it as much growing up as a lot of people. I don't think I. Yeah. I think I saw random clips of it throughout the years, and then eventually saw it. But a lot of people, maybe you guys, it was like part of growing up. I know Andy said it was for him. I got. Um, um, I I, I rubbish it off for years because I read the tagline of like a guy puts on sunglasses and sees aliens. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> And that's before I knew kind of like <laughs> about John Carpenter that I'd loved all these other films. Yeah. I was like, having that. And then I just saw it one night when I was at a uni, like Home Alone. And like, I was, I came in, turned it on and he, he's the bit when he initially puts the glasses on. And I was yeah. like, just there. Didn't really need to see the first 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you, I still don't think you need to see the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Turn like the glasses on. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Ben? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they live. I was quite late to this one, so I think like loads more John Carpenter stuff I'd kind of seen and seen re- repeatedly before I even got around to this one. So I reckon maybe like early twenties at some point was the first time I saw it, and I never kind of held it in as high regard as the uh, as other John Carpenter films. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I revisited it again like several years ago, uh, and I kind of still feel the same. Like I still wouldn't quite hold it up there as like John Carpenter's best mm. but it's definitely got a certain something about it which I, you, I think you can see recreated in a lot of like in a lot of sci-fi that can have kind of followed as he, well. seems to, he seems to have managed to capture something really interesting and really sort of iconic whether or not the rest of the mm. film sort of matches up or it meets, meets that level it might yeah. be the case but just those moments with first person sunglasses that obey uh, symbols yeah. on the posters and the magazines and the people reading the news. Um, it just, it really does capture your attention. But yeah, I didn't see this for a long time. I didn't see this for years. My dad used to, what's, you know the saying when he, um, I'm committed to bubblegum and kick ass. Yes. Yeah. My dad yeah. used to say that to me all the time. I've never seen the film. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I'm pointing at an assault rifle at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the bank. <laughs> dad, put that yeah. away. I came yeah. across that line in bloody Duke Nukem first. Yeah. Because they, they copied it and used it in that. And I was like, oh, what? They used that from Duke Nukem. And then obviously years later, I realized that it yeah. was the other way around. <laughs> which, uh, which Duke Nukem was that? I can't remember. It's one of the ones old school PC. Uh, okay. 
And he, yeah. he comes out with that line. You know, oh, okay, that's a good line. And then uh, now I know where he got it from. <laughs> I used to love Dean Nico. I need to play that again. Yeah, that's a good one. It's recreated yeah. a lot of stuff, and it? it's recreated in, in the IT crowd with uh, Moss when he said, I've come here yeah. to drink milk and kick ass. <laughs> and <all that> <laughs> <milk>. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, one, one of the things about this film is that it's kind of like a, a wish fulfillment in a way. I always feel like if say like all the shit that's going on in the world and then you realize it was something as simple as this, like aliens have taken over. All you got to do is put on these glasses and you can see all the problems. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, of course, of course. It's, kind of, it's just that like he, he does it in the film. He says, Oh, I knew it'd be something like this. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 uh, oh, is that a feeling? Be, yeah. It'd be great if it was. Yeah. Because then you'd be like, Oh, the reason my fucking boss is being an arsehole is because he's a fucking alien. But like it's yeah. not, it's not that simple. You think he was, and you come put the glasses on. You go, oh yeah, actually, he's just Shit. a normal guy. He's just, he's just an asshole. <laughs> we still, we still like. Uh, him in anyway. There's the whole like David Icke thing, and they're like the lizard people yeah. theory and stuff. But even like in the psychopath test, like they talk about how like all the top business owners in the world like um, are all psychopaths. Are they have? No- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. They're a different, different breed. I think it makes it a bit easier to live with your situation if you, if you know it's not really your fault. I guess it was a dude who do there's the video on YouTube where he, he administers psychopath tests. Oh, okay. Like he yeah. sort of tests, and there's a, him, an interview of him, and he does one. And he's like, "This dude's a psychopath," and then it came out that it was him. He had done, he had done the evaluation on the on the test he had taken. And he'd realized he's, he's just like a functioning psychopath. Oh, and okay. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Like, for, um, kind of, like, it wasn't murderous or anything. Like, the majority yeah. of them aren't. But it was just like in social situations, he was just like, yeah. If it, if it didn't relate to him, he was just not interested. And I was like, fucking hell. Okay. But yes. Yeah. It was, it was, it was I read it. Was a, I was a psychopath the... all along. <laughs> 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 I read the psychopath test at the same time as reading Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography, Total Recall. And I was mm. like, Mate, Arnie's a psychopath. Like, there's some yeah. of the things he talks about when his dad dies and he just didn't let it get to, like, he didn't cry or anything. He had a competition to do. Like, he has a psychopathic way of, like, 
sectioning off his brain in certain ways. Yeah. But I mean, he's it's, it's still a great guy and I love him. But <laughs> so he's got that kind of drive to kind of keep yeah. going forward. Yeah, yeah. That's, one of the things I noticed about this uh, film is all the, all the way through the story, uh, the John Nada character, Rowdy's character, he keeps on giving chances by the bad guys to just give up and join them. Yeah. They're not like a lot of conventional films where they immediately shoot him. Even like after the bank raid, he shot up all the people when he comes out and the coppers are there. He's, and they go, a, he's actually this... way more violent than them. He yeah. escalates yeah. things so quick. Yeah. <laughs> he just, they say, like, when we just like go somewhere and we can talk about this. Yeah. I'm assuming they mean to like come up with some kind of deal, like we'll we'll give you a load of money, we'll sort you out. And then yeah. immediately <laughs> he just goes to <laughs> fucking them up. They've obviously got they've got a lot of human there's a lot of humans as well that they've obviously yeah. given given like the the life they want if they just either keep their secret or help them with their agenda. Mm. So obviously that's kind of part of their goal as well, is not just to kill everyone who don't conform is just to have everyone controlled all right controlled <laughs> i think yeah. that like the idea of that capitalism thing is like the human the life aspects not it doesn't matter so much but it's about making the money let's not fuck with the money yeah it's like yeah. oh you killed a few people it don't matter as long as we don't mess around with the money i mean even at yeah, the end yeah. you know when like the helicopter's there yeah and he's yeah. about to shoot it and they say put the gun down they don't shoot him immediately yeah. and even like the woman's like come inside man we're sorted out and then you should be shooting him. <laughs> Don't let him shoot the antenna. But uh, yeah, they're quite yeah, reasonable, they're, really. Yeah, <laughs> quite reasonable. Uh, aliens? Yeah, they're aliens, aren't they? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's alien, right. Yeah. So in terms of the plot, we open with um, uh, Nada. It's an interesting name. Uh, yeah, probably thematically resonant, I guess. So he's he's a drifter. He's homeless. He's uh, every time he's, he's walking through the hot streets of LA, there's that like uh, John Carpenter score that like, it's like a weird slide guitar with a, yeah. a harmonica popping and everything. It's a, it's an interesting score. I like it. It's, uh, uh, he apparently timed that to Roddy's walk. Right? Uh, so okay. oh, yeah, yeah. he watched over and then he scored it to like the beat of his walk. <laughs> so <laughs> it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then Nada, he uh, gets a job at uh, building site. Which I imagine only employs homeless people. It seems like because then they all they all sort of live in the homeless, yeah, shelter, that, that, the, the camp. Yeah, is that shanty real, town? Do, do you get places like that in America, like little shanty town places. My uh, friend uh, went to LA a couple of years ago, and he said there was a massive load of them all lived down. You just don't go down that way. But uh, I presume so. Very good no. Yeah. yeah. Get some shit. Uh. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so while he's there, he, he's doing pretty well. I don't know if we know much about his history. Is he? Uh, what do we know? Find out anything about his history? I don't think it we is. know much about his history at all, do we? I think we we find out a bit of um, Keith David um, as Frank. We find out a bit of his backstory, mm. like why why he came to LA and the fact that he's got a wife and kids that he's. Mm kind of want to make money for and stuff so there's anyone that, set, they're in the hotel and uh nada's saying about uh his mum and dad and how they used to preach to him and mm. you know his dad held a, a razor to his throat and i think that's the only kind of little bit of backstory you get yeah roddy seems too nice to have lived that kind of life to me he's got like a sort of uh, a lion to him. yeah like a charm yeah 
like a serial. I think it's the it's the wrestling sort of vibe, I guess. How old do you think Roddy Piper was in this film? Forties, because this is this is, this is in the eighties. So I'm going to say like forties. He's well at the time of filming it. Yeah. He was thirty four. Really? really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. I mean, that's actually, you I know mean, what? Even I'm thirty. Even as like an I, athlete. I look old. Yeah, but I don't know. There's something about there's something about him where I just kept thinking, how's he ended up homeless? <laughs> Yeah. We had a shit together. We had your shit together, Roddy. What are you, what are you playing at? Yeah. Uh, like he's, he's, I don't know. He's got a lovely head of hair. He's ripped. Uh, he he's seems to have a nice like attitude. A, I imagine John Carpenter, when he wrote it, it was like, I'm thinking me, but better. Like a better hairline. <laughs> imagine better me, muscle. bro. <laughs> I always yeah, say you would like going for Kurt Russell when in Kurt Russell said, oh, I can't do this. This yeah. is this conjecture. Roddy Piper, like, looking at his filmography as well, he's in absolutely loads of stuff. Yeah, like from also from uh, we watched that other film we saw with the wrestler in fairly recently. Uh, CM Punk was in that. The girl on the oh, uh, girl floor. on the third floor. Oh, yeah, yeah, I watched that. Yeah. What What did you yeah. think of CM Punk's acting in that? Dan, he basically channeling Bruce Campbell. Yeah, uh, I feel like Roddy in this was like felt. It still feels like a wrestler, but and like lives in life, but he felt really natural to the to the yeah. film. Whereas CM Punk did not feel like he belonged in that. I don't know. It seemed weird to me. There's like a disconnect there. It's one thing I noticed in uh, Delive is Roddy's very handsy with people. Yeah, he's kind of really grabbing people and like Shake kind of shaking him, shaking him, shaking him, him. And all, all, the, all the kind of people, he's really kind of like grabbing him and roughhousing him. It has and to. Stop, seen, it uh, has to. It's like there's a thin shield of him. Like has to stop himself from wrestling people all the time. Yeah. Like he's just got to do just constantly grabbing people. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine him having a nightmare with uh, the uh, social distancing <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? How you doing? Like, right, know, t- 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 two meters, Ronnie. Two, two. I'm in this far. Come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's uh, very physical. I mean, like they said, uh, John Carpenter wanted to portray him as a bit more of an everyman, like a kind of a normal person but like the punishment he gets in that film as if it when he gets smashed over the back of the head with a bottle falls out the window like two stories and tumbles <laughs> yeah. down and he's walking away kind of like uh oh, get fucked like, up dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's dead. That's the, end the, of the bottle film. would have been enough yeah oh bloody hell that was yeah. a little bit of a bump wasn't it but after yeah. that massive fight basically they're in the hotel room aren't they like just taking drink and bandages themselves up just like mashed yeah. up which i quite liked yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that's good though I like the fact that their relationship um, his relationship with um, Frank as well they can have a big dust up like that and then they can go oh actually sorry yeah <laughs> we've got this we're on the same wavelength now I'm glad to hear it it's a bit because obviously they're just two blokes and he starts saying now oh, where the fuck do they come from and he goes well they ain't from Cleveland and yeah. he starts going <laughs> off with him and he's like, well, when you get a fucking plan, you tell me. <laughs> I, ain't no, I ain't got no idea. And that's bit, that'd be all of us. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in the uh, the homeless camp as well, there's the um, the resistance. Um, it's like, I got a bit confused actually because they're like, they're, they're sending out video signals um, trying to warn the public about what's going mm. on. But then there's like, there's a preacher who's like saying it as well is he sort of like receiving some 
Well, he's part of it, isn't he? He's kind of like quoting verses of the Bible that are kind of an allegory to the fact that what's going on around you isn't right and you're you're being treated as slaves and so through the Bible verses, yeah. I, I presume he's trying to get I always found like, like being a, you guys do graphic design and you know about communication, having like a, a, an overweight man fully bearded <laughs> right up in front of the camera <laughs> talking there's some random nonsense about well, it's TV like, just like YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the best way to sell the message. Yeah, like yeah. You kind of see it when a lot of people in the shanty town are kind of try, just trying to watch TV. And as soon as he turns out, they're like, ah, oh, this old shit yeah, again, yeah. for God's sake. Like, that one yeah. guy it off. <laughs> yeah, there's this that, this that guy licking his nuts again. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah oh, it's just that arsehole licking his nuts again. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely turn of phrase. <laughs> um, I can't remember what happened. Uh, so the police, like the government, stormed the, the homeless kit site uh, because obviously the resistance fighters there. Uh, Roddy gets the box of sunglasses. Mm. What does he get? Oh, he thinks they've they've got something of value or something. And he's like, I'm going to get me a piece of that, maybe. Or yeah. yeah, the night the night before the cops like storm the shanty town thing, mm. he follows that street preacher guy like into the church, and he finds that um, that's obviously where the resistance as such have been meeting, and they've been playing out. Mm. Um, well, what were they playing out? Like choir? Is it a choir Christ or something? Choir singing. They're playing oh, that out. Yeah. Does not have it on the music. <laughs> you've got constant choir music again all the time the same like the same choirs, the same moving <laughs> there's an empty church <laughs> you wouldn't even blink an eye hey, uh, no, no one's breathing between notes no. I, mean, it's just, <laughs> it's a, I don't see anyone going in and out as this continual singing so that's not right but like yeah. it's one thing when that camp gets raided he's kind of walking around like in a daze the character yeah. i feel like because he kind of believes in like this kind of american dream of yeah, the police yeah. and the government are right if you do a hard day's work you get given what you do and when all this shit's going on he's just kind of like walking around like what the fuck is going on and he only kind of snaps in when he sees that one kid like all, all the resistance fighters are getting fucked up with by the police the even the blind preacher and he sees that one kid then he sort of like snaps in and starts trying to help him out but uh yeah, yeah it's a good scene yeah um so he gets the, he gets the box of sunglasses hides in an alleyway i think um yeah. and then he tries on a Pair of sunglasses. Why did you try them on? Just it's a warm day, sun's oh. out. Why not? If I found a box of Ray Bans, I'd be going straight on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got a load of Ray Bans here. Ray Bans, yeah. <laughs> they uh, they're like uh, they look like VR glasses. Like yeah, uh, sorry, 3D glasses. Not like the the red and not the paper ones, but the sort of the modern 3D glasses. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I think some people could pull them off. I don't think I could. But, no. <laughs> thanks. So then... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Keep it real. Not for you, mate. Not for you. <laughs> um, they're called so... uh, Hoffman lenses. And I think they're named after uh, the What's doctor that? who discovered LSD. Uh, so it's like about okay. sort of seeing, seeing yeah. the real world or something. But yeah. That's cool. That's interesting. Um, so there's, there's the iconic scene when he puts on sunglasses, sees the aliens. The aliens uh, look like... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of skinless creatures with like butthole eyes. Yeah, yeah they kind of, they've got like kind of like shiny air guys that kind of come out of yeah. their face. Yeah. Horrible. You get some air guys. Their like, face that's like uh, Christmas lights. Like, a, like some like uh, Christmas yeah. lights sticking on the face. Yeah. They've got like They're no skin. lips. 
So I don't know how they would talk. They seem to talk perfectly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, you, surely if someone was f- feeling that, like, because I don't, I don't know how the system works. It Freedom, doesn't. It? Yeah. Because at the end, it's like a, a pork pie cut in half. Yeah. <laughs> like, just all this horrible flecked pink spam. Looks a bit spam-like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they've got these watches, which are like uh, communication devices, you know. Um, also, when you put the glasses on, that's when you see the little drone things flying around as well. No, you didn't oh, see them yeah. before. Oh, and like the, yeah, like things flying. Uh, is it like Zeppelin? Not Zeppelins, but there's some things up in the skies. I can't remember. Yeah, I, there's definitely that kind of drone that catches him outside the bank, and there's like the speakers on top of the the traffic lights sending out the signal, sort of yeah. stay asleep and stuff like that. Uh, pretty was, much like every, every surface, like billboards books you know stuff in windows stuff on tv is all this black and white uh no frills sort of messages which are obey consume reproduce conform all that sort of stuff do you uh, uh, think the aliens see that or not i can't well, see yeah, can. one of them's like reading a magazine there yeah so surely sure. i don't know you'd be, the, you'd be in the supermarket picking up a box and it'd say obey you know, what the yeah. fuck's this? <laughs> <laughs> is this washing powder? Is it, sh- is it food? I don't know. Can we get some small print on these <laughs> obey boxes? I've had enough. Yeah, I, I can't tell what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about that. <laughs> Give it a quick sniff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, he, he's, obviously, he's obviously shocked and uh, pretty terrified when he sees the aliens, but then he goes into a supermarket and just causes a load of big old ruckus, doesn't he? Yeah. As was Rowdy Roddy Piper would want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Okay, so within five minutes, he's seen, he's, he's looked at his sunglasses. I'd be thinking, I'm, may, I'm not feeling too well, maybe. Maybe yeah. it's me. But Having a psycho episode. Yeah, but within seconds, he's the police come up to him and he's shooting him or something. Like, yeah. Within about five minutes, he is. It's like a psychotic break. He goes into the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Just shoots yeah. up a load of people. And then I think later on he's talking to Frank and he says, oh, you shot all those people in the bank and he's like, oh, they weren't people. But seeing that from Frank's side of it, he has yeah, this yeah, yeah. to the bank and murdered a load of people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, see, he seems like, because when, yeah, because when he turns up at the construction site to obviously try and, what does, he, what does he want from, what does he want from Frank when he turns up at the, at the construction site? I just think the, he, this, he genuinely tell gives him. Shit, shit about Frank and sort of says like, you can't believe this. <laughs> if someone you'd met mate, what like mate. a day before turned up <laughs> listen mate I've got to tell you there's these aliens right and you've got to put the sunglasses on you've got to see them just be like oh for fuck's sake yeah. oh for god's sake just like... and then we've got maybe the most well I was going to say the most famous scene the, putting the glasses on is pretty good but this kind of tops it like a 14 minute wrestling match yeah oh. trying to put the sunglasses on him I felt like it was in Roddy Piper's like contract where he was like, there's got to be, I've got to at least do a clothesline, a full Nelson, a German suplex. I think there's actually three moves that they said they had to have in the fight sequence. I think the okay. suplex is one. I'm not sure about the other ones. Yeah. yeah there's definitely uh, a clothesline. Yeah. Definitely a clothesline. Do you remember? It reminds me of, do you remember when like the rocks first started appearing in films and he used to like actually do a rock bottom? Yeah. Yeah. That? Yeah. I think maybe maybe like the, whatever that first film he was in what was it called the Welcome to the Jungle whatever yeah. it was remember that one with Sean William Scott yeah, definitely that. does a rock bottom in that definitely does a rock definitely bottom does, definitely does a rock bottom in like Scorpion King or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the film where he's running around with swords he's rock bottoming people for some strange reason doing the people's elbow 
We'll stay yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was almost like have you seen have you seen the meme late, lately with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like pointing at the screen? Yeah, that kind of. <laughs> it's like when you see a wrestler when you see a wrestler in a movie do a wrestling move. That was. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> There's the uh, stunt coordinator on that called a guy called Jeff Amada, and I quickly looked him up, and he's got like virtually a black belt in every martial art you've ever you could think of, and he played all the aliens, the men and the oh, women. Yeah, I did read this. Yeah, yeah. So when it cuts to him, it's always the same actor playing. But there's like all the more aliens. than one alien. At one... What about when it's like the news reporters? There's like a woman. I imagine that they must have done like when in the shop and stuff. It must have been more people than more trouble than it's worth trying to green screen him in or whatever yeah apparently that was one yeah. of the most expensive sets was that the shop because they had to go through and redo everything yeah all the all the all the oh, all the, all the yeah. Stuff. yeah 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 pain in the ass as well oh, yeah god yeah <laughs> oh jesus can you imagine yeah <laughs> uh, do you think they should remake this do you think it could work as a remake the whole 99 percent or one percent thing kind of feels like yeah, I think so. Some of the, some of the political messages could probably yeah. like translate well to a modern day thing about. Maybe. Cons- I'm not sure people. what you could say that this one doesn't say already. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe if you did like the Dawn of the Dead remake style, and you just like ramp the action up, but then what more can you ramp the action up with this? It's quite. It's like as soon as he puts the glasses on, yeah, yeah. it's just like a roller coaster. <laughs> Which yeah. re- which wrestler which wrestler could you stick in it instead? John Chris, Cena, Chris Jericho. He's got the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too nice, yeah. I think Steve And he could get in his "You can't see me" John Cena thing. <laughs> yeah, I can't I, see you until I put the glasses on. I always uh, saw you know that there's that a bay <laughs> clothing that goes around. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. I didn't. I saw that's really like bloody. They live. I didn't even think of that, and I didn't realize that, <laughs> that Shepard Fairley. Yeah, like, like that film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he took inspiration from it, and I was like, "Didn't he get?" Uh, there's some sort of financial thing about that, right? Really? Okay. Because um, whatever you paid, because it's, it's graffiti at first, I think he just started right. painting everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting because it, it took the it, for me maybe he took the wrong message from that film. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Why do you have the, the secret signals? We could see it better." With the sunglasses yeah. on. Now I can make Now money. I know how to obey. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to sell this. Yeah, I'm going to sell this. What a great product. <laughs> the alien's work is done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. oh, uh, I forgot there's a woman character. Uh, oh, no, he sticks, she's from the bank, right? Where does he, no, where he, does he collect it when, from? After he comes out of the bank, he... Uh, By the way, if anyone looks like an alien, if I didn't have sunglasses, I'd be like, I think she's... Yeah, yeah. She's, she's got like a stare which like just cuts way. through you. Yeah, she got really kind of those icy blue eyes that are kind of like. I wonder if she was kind of chosen for that because of that. She's kind of maybe got that that look that the I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading too much into it there. But she sort of takes him. To, he takes her hostage, doesn't he, and takes her back to the house, and he yeah. tries to make her see the glasses, and she says, "Look, I'm not going to see whatever you are. You want me to see, and if I don't, I'll, I'll see it anyway." Like, I was getting, yeah, well, I, was, I was getting weird, like sexy vibes from her. Like she was, I don't know. She yeah. was like she was, she she was kind of finding the whole situation a little bit kinky. There's that last bit when he's on the roof, and she says, "Come inside with me." That's yeah. there's 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's just the way she was talking to him. She's like, yeah. oh yeah, don't worry, you're in control. It doesn't fine. matter. And I was a bit like, is, we, she getting, is she getting off on this? Do we think that she was, you know, on the on the books before all this? I know like we see her pick up sunglasses and then she does the big betrayal at the end. But she's weird from the get-go. She yeah. Said, yeah, I reckon she probably was. She was because she works at that uh, Cable 54. Yeah. As soon as like, she takes him out, yeah. she's on the phone saying, no, I'm fine, it's all good. And yeah. then uh, she infiltrates that meeting. And even at, at there, she tries to kind of like convert him then. Yeah. She says, oh, like, oh, can I speak to you? And then it the, all kicks off. Yeah. And uh, maybe it's, it's her fault that um, it gets raided in the first place. Yeah. I always wondered yeah. how, like, that whole shootout when they were kind of blasting away, mm. how she didn't get hit because th- they just seem to be firing indiscriminately, killing everyone. But they're sort of oh, one, yeah. they're one mole they don't manage yeah. to get. It's like I guess 30, the red 30 Tony Montanas in SWAT gear yeah. just doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, why did, going back to the fight, sequence why do john and frank meet in that alley oh yeah it's because frank goes to give him his paycheck then he says like here's yeah. a week's pay or something like that and obviously uh his... john is trying to that would rowdy. have to be out of frank's money yeah because the employer wouldn't pay john yeah hang oh, on yeah. a minute yeah because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it say i was gonna give you know, that geezer the shot of the bank have you got his wages for the yeah. couple of days? I'll go, I'll go drop it off for him. I'll go drop it off to him, yeah. You're not going to keep these wages for yourself, are you, Frank? <laughs> no? Uh, no? Of course not. <laughs> yeah, and obviously he's trying to convince um, Frank. And the reason Frank doesn't want to sort of get involved is because he always he says he don't want to get in any sort of trouble. He wants to keep his, keep his head down, keep his nose out, mm-hmm. because he's trying to protect his family. He's obviously trying to make some money yeah. for his family or, his, or the life he left behind. And yeah, it's just a ridiculous fight sequence that you think is going to end. Every time they take a breather, you're like, well, that's, that's got to be it on. now, isn't it? Nope, carries on. There's a yeah. scene earlier with Frank and uh, Nada, and uh, he says, oh, I'll stay. I'm walking that white line all the time. And he says, oh, mm. in the middle of the road, that's the worst place to be. And that's where Frank is as a character, isn't he? Mm. He just wants to stay out of trouble. He doesn't realise being that place is the worst place because you get the aliens that roll over him eventually. Yeah, yeah. All the system. yeah, but N- Nada's like the bloody all the other side of the. <laughs> he's, he's the, yeah, he's, he's down the shop. He's down the he's down the road, round the corner, just getting into all sorts of shit. <laughs> yeah, but he sunglasses on. Oh, you know, I do. Yeah, yeah, I know. I want to go shoot up a bank. <laughs> so, <laughs> later. Yeah, calm down, mate. <laughs> he's seen yeah. a YouTube video and now he's charging with Antifa, raiding a, <laughs> a protest. I've seen a bloody YouTube <laughs> video, right? This guy knows his shit. He's got evidence. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I guess there's a, there's the anti-alien movement that, um, that gets raided by all those people, um, but they find out they get some exposition here from one of the chaps. I can't remember his name. He says they've got a TV tower. It's like a one giant satellite, and this pushes out the signal to to everywhere, which sort of gives um, our main characters somewhere to aim for at the end. But um, yeah, I, I think it's just... Oh, yeah, they, they get to the uh, the TV station and then there's a whole... Um, we meet that other homeless guy. Yeah, he's obviously sold out for whatever he had. Yeah. but And he sort of gives him a, a 
walk around and he starts coming on to him there as well, doesn't he? Yeah. He starts touching him, he goes, Oh, I knew me and you had something coming the first time we met, like smiling at him like yeah. it could be a thing here. I mean who wouldn't? <laughs> he's like, Ruddy Piper. But, yeah. <laughs> at this point though, he's killed like he's killed like dozens of the aliens and they're yeah. already still trying to go, Come on, mate, come on. Join sure. us. Yeah, come on, join. it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. They get given contact lenses at, at just before this, as well, don't they? Yeah, just yeah, to get yeah. over the sort of the plot device of having to wear the glasses all the time, which and then everything would be color. Bit... You see the sort of like the, they've got like a uh, the skin is like a pink and hot pink and blue, yeah. green or something. Yeah, there's a point in that when they have that meeting and someone brings up, oh, I reckon the signal could be going out from this place, and that um, Holly says, no, 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 it's not. It's going out clean. But as we go to find out, it is. So she, we know from that point, she's uh, course, shady yeah. as. Yeah. They've actually got a game on Kickstarter called Assault on Cable 54. Yeah. I think uh, that's I like, what it is. I like yeah. to look at that. <clears throat> but uh, like I think a, you... Uh, a board game, is play it? With, yeah, you play with yeah. your mates and you've got to try and assault the, the thing, but one of you can be like working for the aliens and you stitch okay. the rest of the group up, stuff like that. I would but, like to know what the aliens are called. Uh, yeah. they're just called aliens in this, aren't they? They really have a name. <laughs> just yeah. aliens, yeah. Cable fifty-four. Uh, so <laughs> I think they're called invaders. I, I've, I've heard them referred to as that before, and that's pretty much the same thing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. It works. yeah. I've heard of the invaders or something, something like that. <clears throat> I've heard them referred to in the past, but maybe not. Yeah. So when you're trying to refer to them, what what do you call them? The, the things from they live whereas like a, if it's yeah. the alien from it's alien from alien you say as animal like you sort of get they so have been referenced as ghouls as well uh, okay uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you can see that they're a bit zombie like yeah 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 so um, this homeless guy uh, who's who's switched he seems to have full access to the entire building now um, and he takes them on a tour to the, the TV studio bit um, where uh, Frank and Nada do do their thing, just kick some mm. ass. They're all out of bubblegum still. They didn't pick any up. So they just <laughs> straight in with a shooting. Um, the actor who uh, plays Mike, Mike from Breaking Bad uh, right. is one of the guards in that. I spotted him. So, <laughs> oh, shit, really? He, he pops oh, up I didn't spot that. Yeah. yeah. What? When they're kind of like the guards, are like he's got that kind of ecto reader from Ghostbusters, and he says, "Oh, they're on the thirteenth floor above me." And then yeah. someone was, he responds, "Oh, we're above him or something like that." He's one of that lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they blast through um, uh, the building, and they find Holly again, um, and then instantly, even then, like even if she's there, I kind of feel like she must. Why does it? What? What is it about her that he? It's her eyes. He yeah. just can't get over her eyes, so he's infatuated with it, maybe. I don't know. Um, so sorry, because if I was in like a, a rebel meeting and it got raided by the authorities and everyone was shut up in front of me, my first thing isn't go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I get back to work? Come on, yeah. get me back. <laughs> got nothing else on. But yeah, it feels like she's kind of thrown in their path to kind of like yeah. get the drop on them. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, and then they go to the roof um, Frank meets his end. It seems like a bit of an um, anticlimactic end for yeah. him in a way. She's cold as fuck. Yeah. 
Just pulls a gun out and executes him. Yeah. Um, Why are they so willing to kill Frank, but not John? Nada. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's almost like they yeah. see something in him where they're like, I like you, guy. <laughs> something about you. There's something about you. It's can't. They were watching the alley. They were watching the alleyway fight. They were all up on the roof, like, yeah. just watching the alleyway. You know, yeah. And he was just absolutely up. moaning down. He's an absolute beast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So then I guess uh, it ends. The um, helicopter comes up with the, the have him in their sights. Um. What does he do? He just shoots the. He kills, he he kills Holly, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's got yeah. like a pistol up his sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, takes her out and then shoots the antenna. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, just fuck it and then shoots it. <laughs> so the signal signal's gone. He's given his life uh, the greater good in a way. Um people are realizing that they're currently having sex with aliens, they're uh yeah. sat on a bus. Doesn't that he gives the aliens a middle finger, doesn't he? Yeah. Just oh, yeah. As he's, as he's dying. <laughs> yeah. Classic what a way to go. Yeah. People are realising they're having sex of aliens. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> just going to carry on, to be fair. Just going to commit to this. Yeah. They're um, uh, putting all their eggs in one basket, the alien. Yeah. With one satellite. One transmitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe they've got maybe have a couple. Power cut. They've what got, like, interdimensional <laughs> travel. They haven't got a backup hard drive. They haven't got a time machine backup. <laughs> uh, one transmitter. Have you put a second one up yet? I'll get round to it. I'll get okay. round to it. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. Yeah, it's on the list. It's on the list. Things I've got to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've uh, I've got some trivia for you. You guys have some trivia. Um, Very nice. Okay, number one. What item of clothing did Roddy Piper refuse to remove during filming? What item of clothing did he refuse to remove? Trousers. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Know. Did he have some nice boots on? <laughs> Did he have some lovely, have some lovely cowboy boots, boots on? Uh, Roddy Piper, being a married man at the time of filming, refused to take his wedding band off. Uh, ah, so in several okay. scenes, he's got a wedding ring. Uh, but they never talk about it. Um, Clothing. Sorry, Luke. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, the name game. Dan, so this is where I describe a film um, and you have to say the name of the film, and the name of the film, okay. is, you know, similar in convention to uh, to this film. They live. You, you'll pick it up. Um, okay. So this is a movie about a secret society of old age bakers who are constantly removing lumps from powdered sugar when you're not looking. They sieve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I normally have a, a few of those, but I couldn't find that much that rhymes oh, with just one. <laughs> just one. <laughs> uh, I think you'll get this one because you've already said it. Uh, the, the, three, the film was actually an adaptation of a short story called What by Who? Eight o'clock in the morning. morning. Yeah. By, by eight o'clock in the morning by someone. I can't remember his name. Rod, Rod, Roddy Piper. <laughs> yeah, Roddy Piper wrote it. Uh, uh, in it, something like Ron. Yeah. Ron. Close. Ron. Yeah. Close. Ron. Ron Jeremy. I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, I, can't, eight, I can't remember. Eight o'clock in the morning by a writer called Ray Nelson. I can't ah. say I've uh, read much of his. Okay, so finish the tagline. Um, you see them on the street. You watch them on TV. You might even vote for one this fall. 
you think they're people just like you, you're wrong. And then there's one more sentence at the end. Dead wrong. wrong. Mate, you guys know this film very well. <laughs> I, I've got one trivia. Yeah. Uh, John, John Carpenter ran the, wrote this film under an alias, Frank Armitage. Where did he get the Armitage name from? I think I've read about this before. Uh... Armitage Shanks. Yeah, <laughs> he loved those toilets, right? When he came to the UK a couple of times, he's like, "That's a good name." Love that. Well, he was a big fan of Lovecraft, and one of the characters in Dunwich Horror is uh, Professor Armitage. Uh, okay. he, he got yeah. from there. And oh, nice. he went on to do uh, Bloody Mouth of Madness, which yeah, is of course, yeah, basically yeah. a love letter to Lovecraft, isn't it? Yeah, so to Kane. We need to do that on this show, actually. One more, one more for you. Um, Randy Macho Man, Randy Savage's favorite line in this film is what line? Wait, wait, who? Randy Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah, you know, he's got, he's a got a favorite line. Randy Macho he's got Man, a favorite line. He's got a favorite is line. Is it? Film, um, yeah. Put on those glasses and start eating that trash can. That's a good one, but it's not that one. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Is it? I'll tell you what. It's about uh, about a dog. About a dog. I think yeah. I've read this. But, oh God, can't think of it. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay, can't remember. That's all right. Ask uh, Magnus Mason. Life's a bitch, and she's back in heat. In heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good line. That is a good line. Oh yeah, yeah man. Um, oh yeah, we need to rate the film. I have no idea what I'm going to rate this, actually. No. We don't really like A to F, Dan, so I don't know what to do. I've got to say, this is a good B, me. Yeah. B, B plus. It's solid. It's kind of, it's not going to be winning any awards, but it's a real solid film. It holds up today. The themes and messages are still relevant. You can read a lot into it, uh, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, man. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I think I'd agree. I'd agree with Dan on that. I think I'd go for a B. It's not my favourite John Carpenter film by any means, but it's it's good fun. It's kind of, as, mm. as, as Dan said, it's got a lot of themes and messages which are relevant and kind of still hold up. Um, and it's properly over the top and ridiculous, which I kind of like. And uh, yeah. It doesn't feel like the real world. I mean, not, nah. not the aliens. I mean... Even, just, uh... even before like the alien stuff, yeah, yeah everything yeah. kind of feels this weird like alternate future... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to give uh, homeless. I was going to give a B minus. Um but I, I don't know favorite John Carpenter films. I don't I don't even know to be honest. I mean um is the classics, but I mean the thing is too, almost too easy to it's almost yeah, too that's... easy an answer. Yeah. Ghost Ghost like from the... Mars <laughs> or it's God. I'm not saying that <laughs> a long time. I feel like the the thing and the fog are like the the big one too for me. Um, and then this is probably like probably like mid, middle of the middle of the road. Yeah, big, big oh yeah, big trouble as well. And yeah. escape from New York. So those are the big ones. This is probably like middle of the road. I'd say. I think I'd, yeah, um, still still a classic. If I was going to stick any of them on, I'd probably put on In the Mouth of Madness or yeah, Prince of good. Darkness. One of those sort of lesser watched ones, I guess. Mm. I could pretty much quote this and Big Trouble verbatim. Yeah. All the way through the film, yeah. so obviously you've got to be careful of that. It's something my wife hates, so <laughs> <laughs> life's a bitch. 
If she's back in it, <laughs> take the like, like washing out. Didn't like, didn't like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, cool. All right. Uh, Dan, did you want to? Um, you make comic books and you make cool stuff. Did you want to maybe give uh, the listeners somewhere to, to go if they want to know more about it? Yeah, you can stuff? head over to uh, Vanguard Comic where you can read uh, 17 issues of Vanguard. I'm currently updating issue 18. And if you want to see me tweet random shit, it's at Vanguard Comic. Sure. Also, okay. uh, as you listen to this and you're probably a podcast fan, Dan has a fantastic uh, comic book podcast, which we were actually on uh, not that long ago. Yes. Uh, the Awesome Comics Podcast. I've been listening to that show for, I don't know, Five, five? No, it can't be five years. Wow! It feels yeah, it's like it's been going for a number of years now. Yeah, it's kind of it's like yourselves. You kind of you do one a week or whatever, and so often, and before you know, it, they, it's really built up. And yeah, yeah. you like yourselves. I'm really kind of your little community you've got around uh, the horror hangout stuff is just great. I love it. Cool, man. Thanks very much. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Ben, have we got anything to tell people before we go? Um. No, I don't think so. I think so. <laughs> no, nothing else. Uh, we're going to be doing a quiz with the Trash Cape Tapes guys. Maybe not next week, maybe the week after. Uh, so if you listen to the recent episode where we discuss spookies with the guys from the Trash Tapes, we'll be going head-to-head with them in the third official Horror Hangout quiz uh, with Quizmaster Andy Conduit-Turner. Nice. Cool. Let's get Dan, on. Dan on for a, a quiz. Maybe get Dan and Tony or... Uh, yeah, Vince Vince knows his horror stuff. Cool. There you go. Good. Cool. Okay. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovacs Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a rating review on iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. And come join the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board Advisors, where we chat about films and watching and that. Um, and thanks to my co-host, Ben, for being a right horror dude. And thank Dan for being a right thanks horror dude. Thanks to you too. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Dan. Nice and, uh, I'm off to hit the streets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. <Hey>. You. <laughs> <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.